All right, all right, all right. Hey, welcome to A Mall Life, or A Mall Life, depending on which way you like to pronounce that. Uh, I am back, and this is Dave, and I'm here with... Don. Don, and so uh, we're uh, we're excited. Uh, another round to get back, tell, tell mall stories. We love... Um, you know, all thing malls, retailer side, tenant side, police side, uh, the general public, all things crazy, community, community um, construction, anything. But but mostly, oh, I love I love security stories too. But uh, you know, Don, this week I was um, I was reading an article about Kohl's, actually, of all things, and uh, Kohl's is starting a new uh, Discover store within their Kohl's. So it's kind of the metamorphosis of online retailers coming into the uh, you know. Uh, mid-sized department store and, and trying to bring in that digitally native brand like um, like you know Kate Hudson's Fabletics for example that's a great great local brand and uh, and they they kind of started as an online only store and then kind of became the evolved uh, retailer where they started online and then evolved into online presence and retail presence with brick and mortar um, and they've been rolling out well so uh, Kohl's is doing that where they're bringing in kind of by quarter uh, specialty for women, specialty for kids, specialty for uh, men's, uh, to- toys, different things, but it's all online based. So I thought that was really a pretty cool uh, micro shift in kind of the micro store of what department stores used to be. Um, and on that, uh, I actually thought we should bring back uh, David again, who was our first guest ever, and uh, and uh, have him back and talk a little bit more about department stores because I thought that Coles thing was it. So I'd like to say welcome to David. David, welcome back. Thanks, guys, for having me. Last time was awesome, and uh, I can't wait to uh, give you some more stories of, of uh, the crazy life of 14 malls. <laughs> oh, I like that. 14 malls. I'm going to start count, counting malls. Like I, I used to count cities. Like uh, growing up as a mall guy, you know, you had to move around to move up, right? And so I think I figured yep. out last time growing up as a mall guy uh, and then with my – I think it was like 17 cities, uh, 10 states, uh, you know, whatever. But I, but that's cool. 14 malls. I, I don't think I'm quite to there yet. I tell you what, uh, I'm older than, than you, David, or Dave. So uh, – uh, I was trying to remember, and I I think I'm somewhere between 175 and 200 malls because you've I was touched. a regional for oh, three yeah. different people. So I was either involved with them, or I had people that worked. I was a I was a regional or vice president, and had people everywhere. And uh, I don't think I can even remember them all. It, it's funny, but a few years ago, when my wife and I moved back to Virginia, we went to try to find one of the malls that uh, it was a strip center. We couldn't find it. I mean, I couldn't. Uh, I the chicken wing place wasn't there that I knew anymore, and after and, that, and I that's how you, and that's how you got your directions, right? That's my so. my my folks used to laugh at me or my my family when they'd come visit. I'd be like, "All right, you're going go down the street, you're going to see the McDonald's, you're going to take a left, then you're going to go down there, you're going to see the Sh- the Shoshone restaurant or whatever that was, then you're going to take a right, and then you're going to go." It's like like all of your directions are based off of fast food, and I was like, "Well, yeah, I mean that's kind of that. Uh, I where am I going to get my French fries? <laughs> that's that's awesome." Hey David, when we less the last time I asked for your best uh, customer service story, and uh, you gave us a, a heartwarming one, and then one that was uh, just funny because I wasn't the one being choked out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was funny that's for pretty, me. That's Probably not so much good. for you. I, I still like the, the the fact that the train came and hit him while he's getting his tie, yeah. tie held. Awesome. I I had a security uh, police officer one time at one of my first malls who wore two wedding rings, one for his wife and one for Dolly Parton. And, uh, yeah, the chances of him and Dolly Parton, well, 
Well, yeah. But uh, he wore cowboy boots, and we had a, a theft one time, and he chased the shoplifter out of a uh, out of a. It was a Rosa's Rosa store. If you remember Rosa's stores, have you ever had them where mm. you're at? He chased them for over a mile. The person climbed into a uh, uh, compact, not a compactor, uh, t- container. Yeah, uh, open top. Tra- yeah, yeah, open top. top. He drug him out. Marched them all the way back, and then the store didn't press charges because they got the merchandise back. <laughs> At which time I told him, "You don't have to chase anybody anymore." I'm not sure you should have to start with, but he ran a mile in cowboy boots to get that guy. Whew. But uh, Dolly would have been proud. I don't know about his wife, yeah. but <laughs> Dolly would have been proud. <laughs> wow! Uh, yeah, the theft stories could go on. Oh, I'd, I'd I'd be interested to hear a couple of theft stories. I just because I think I've been a part of a couple of them. <laughs> you, I, you, you've stolen stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, um, I mean, I've heard from a friend that. That's <laughs> there's some there's some stuff out there. People that work really really hard. Um, not just that. I mean, you interact. You're in you're in an environment in the store with guests coming through, and you're in a mall that's got hundreds of people coming through. So, two two quick stories. Um, it was my last month at my last uh, location with my previous company, and I was just being crushed with uh, a brand of jeans that was by the door on the upper level with theft. And man, we were we had the cameras on them and the people there, and it was just timing. And this person was just just getting us stack after stack, and I knew I was going to be stepping away, so I. I had a different focus at this point. I, my goal was to get this person that looked on <laughs> camera was a female that was getting these pants. And I, I'm, I'm like, before I leave here, I'm going to stop her. <laughs> well, I had the radio on me. I heard the, the buzz go. Uh, the radio comes on. She's in. So um, she grabs a stack of these jeans and a stack of seven because they would come in size one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, $128 a pair. Ooh, right. Ooh, a stack of seven. She had done lot. this numerous times. So we're we're talking some money now. So I'm 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 I go downstairs outside the store, which I'm not supposed to do. And the person from up up top, our officer up there, is running after this person and goes down the escalator. Does a U? He goes by the lower entrance out there. And I go out to the mall parking lot, and I'm just going to put my hands up and tell this this lady to stop. Well, I'm looking, and I, I only see one person walking quickly, and it's this guy. And I'm, and the guy's on the radio going, she's coming, she's coming, she's coming. I'm like, what, why can't I get this right? <laughs> and I, 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 so I back up, and the guy's walking quickly, and then the guy gets into a, a van, an old uh, van, and here comes my officer and goes, get her. And I'm like, it's him. And he goes, she took her wig off. <laughs> oh, he's holding it up. <laughs> so I let the person go by. The person's like, and I'm staring at him through the front glass, oh. 10 feet in front of me. And I just like, I <laughs> run towards the van like an idiot. I'm, I'm going to, we're going to make this happen. Cops on the radio. We have a guy that's out in the car just a couple blocks away. He says, let it go. We'll get him with the car. The guy follows her, him to their place. That person gets out of their car, goes into their house, and then the officer gets a couple more officers and they go and they bust this person at their home. And he's like, and he sends me pictures on his phone. He goes, David, 
you're going to be furious. And he goes, I go, why? And he goes, I literally am standing in the middle of a Dillard's. Ooh. House, his house. Ooh. And they had turned their front room into a store. And it was stacks oh, of stacks. clothes, the pictures. And oh, and that was my last, that was my last hurrah of getting, uh, you know, busting a ring. And there's rings out there all over the time. But yeah, I, and, I, and 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 they call it, them ORC, right? Which is organized retail crime, and then other correct. more localized crime syndicates. <laughs> yeah. And then and that so they had multiple people in their family. They would all come in and do these things, and then they'd go and they'd set up this. The people go in their house and go shopping. And their tickets on and everything it was crazy. So that was, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's thousands of dollars uh, out there being moved around this way. And it's very, it's very difficult for the retailers because you have to take that cost out of your bottom line. And that's where your margins go. And that's what eats away at the profits. Well, we've, we've caught people before that actually had shopping lists. So, I mean, they were stealing yes. specific size and color. At, as, yeah. as well, I mean, and it, that, that was such an eye-opening experience for me because, you know, you're just not used to that. Of uh, if they're working that hard, you think you'd go get a real job. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, um, you, you know, you'd interact with. I've met so many wonderful police officers working in all of the malls I've been in because they help out at a lot of our a lot of the centers. They're always around, and they interact and they help. We have some even have some stations within the the, the malls that I worked at, and one of them I was at here in Phoenix, um, I was, uh, standing at the front entrance and, uh, getting ready for a big event with our cosmetic area and we're setting up and stuff. And I hear a commotion coming from across my entrance and I can see the mall entrance uh, across the way and the doors fly open and I can see motion coming at me. I can't cause the lights behind it. I'm like, what, what am I looking at? And I finally kind of get in perspective and here comes a man running with things under his arms and then behind him though is literally swat like i hear the theme so you know and dogs running and i but i froze like it just just completely froze and stared at this man staring at me and he I, he was right came running right by me and i'm still standing there like just totally oblivious i just didn't know what to do because it wasn't him it was the guys behind him in full gear helmets <laughs> tactical gear dogs running and the guys yelling at me get away get down get away and so i kind of like shuffled off to the side like this slowly and i finally got my bearings to me and i'm like now wait a minute he's in my store oh <laughs> he's in my store so i turned to my associates and my security person and i said where'd he go and he went back to that corner over there which was a dead end oh, into nice. a stock room so swat sets up camp in my store oh. the dogs are on their leashes i have to the, what's my first thought though because i'm so involved and love my job so much i cough to call my boss and say i can't keep the store open the swat tells me to close it so i had to argue with my boss for a few minutes and he asked how long would it take and i'm like well i'm not quite sure but do you think i can make sure everyone's safe before i give this answer sir i'm a little nervous right now uh and the guy had got up into our ceiling Oh, wow. And now he's in between floors uh, in the ceiling, and they um, uh, put all the SWAT guys in there and, and got lights and everything, and they finally coaxed him out. So I had to evacuate my store. I had to get the guy there, and he was on multiple warrants and arrested. All he had was a car radio, but he, they had had him. He had, they thought he had had a weapon. But, you know, you, you call your boss or your one to 
for every kind of reason, but this one was SWAT's in the store with the dogs and, and I need to shut the store down. And he's like, yeah, right. Hyatt. What are you going to tell me next? And I'm like, I swear oh, to God, sir, <laughs> this is really happening right now. This would probably be on the news. So I just want to give you a heads up. It, it is amazing how brazen they are. Uh, one of my first malls was in a small town of, in North Carolina. And we had a um, department store that had installed cameras. And cameras back then were nothing like what cameras are now. Oh, yeah. You know, they, 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 were, they were recorded. They weren't even going back to a... Uh, they weren't even going back to a you know a camera room. Yeah, I, I just remember tape, one time yeah. I had a, a store and he he was showing me that the cameras are so good they could actually see the bills that were going into the into the till, so they could tell if an employee was shortchanging or or, or wow. you know, pay. and uh, they would show people that as part of their training, and they still arrested yep. people who were stealing. <laughs> I mean, it's like we showed you how this works. We showed you that we can see this, and if your till shows turns up short all the time or you know it doesn't tie with it you know we can figure it out but but anyway uh, the local police department had put together a a video with this lady who had been uh, this store had cameras everywhere except in their fur room in their fur area because they thought that person would not like being being filmed so that is where the person went and stole furs because there was no camera and it's a wonderful opportunity it was to, to so opportunity. you know and so uh the the police had this you know they would always come and do do um, uh seminars you know talk about shoplifters what to look for and stuff and they had this video with this lady and and they're talking to her and she had taken six furs and he said why'd you stop and he said she, her, her response was, and I just figured this company really had to cringe when they said it. She said, I felt sorry for them. So after they took six, for, six of them. Six times $2,500. You know, I just kind of felt like this was now 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 it's egregious. We've overstepped that bound. Yeah. So it's nice to know that they have standards. Yeah, there well, you know, there too. are standards. Yeah. I always think it's funny, like, uh, like the, the – uh, the the tenants in the mall in the malls that sell really cheap earrings and in multicolored vein towards a very specific age demographic, uh, without saying the name, but uh, they prosecute for anything. Yep. Like, and I remember uh, it, when I ran a very small mall, one of my first ever malls, I was security from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. every day. Like, I, my office was security. So they'd call me up. And so I learned about what our ban book, our property ban book was. I learned about the rules and regs. I, I got to interact with all the police officers on a first-name basis because I got to be security. So I remember one day just having uh, – getting called to this retailer that sells these things and they've got these two young ladies i think they were like uh i don't know 13 and 12 or something 13 11 but they're besties you know and they're sitting there and there's police i had to call the police officer on them and i'm getting these earrings and i think it's like two for five you know and i think the, even the gal was like i think they, they cost us like four and a half cents from china or something <laughs> and they're like yep we're prosecuting full prosecute one year ban like da, da, da. And i was like Wow, for two dollars and forty-five cents, or five dollars, or whatever it was, you know, two fifty each. You know, it's like holy cow. So, but kind of interesting. Interesting. Uh, it's uh, you know, when you brought in uh, Don, you were speaking about people's, you know, um, being in into the in the staff having you know the willingness to borrow from their employers, uh, <laughs> saying it nicely. Uh, I dealt with so many levels of that and so often uh it um never ceased to uh amaze me but i mean i 
I, I, I had people that were, there was there, they got hired to do this and they had the list and they, they worked through it. And, and, uh, we, that, that company I worked for did prosecute everything uh, as my, like, like the $2 dollars 45 cents, but and we had some major stuff going through there at times. So, and so you became without wanting to a law enforcement, um, aficionado in a sense of what's a felony and what, what, uh, what do they? What do they want from you to help them with their case? And and I would be sitting there talking to them. And they're like, okay, we're going to bust this kid today for this. I'm like, wait, do you have this, this, and this? And they're like, well, let me check first. I'm like, why? Because it won't go anywhere if you don't have this evidence here and all these things. And you became very, very good at making sure you helped your officers make a good case. And you kind of had to do that because the, the people became so aware that they would get in trouble, but they wouldn't get in trouble. It would be it'd be voided out by the time it went through the system. So you had people became smarter and smarter. We had become smarter and smarter too, to make sure we were able to truly um, make something of it and make it try to slow down. But it's, it's a constant problem. Well, it's amazing that you as managers of retail, uh, I had a Woolworth store one time in a, in a mall in a strip center and it was an all glass front as Woolworths were back then. And uh, he probably had, at that time, I was still relatively new in my career, and he had probably arrested, had 10, 12 employees arrested that year that I was there. I mean, it was just, he had a sixth sense about him. And he said the telltale sign was when he was going out there going, so, Mr. So-and-so, are you gone for the day? (laughs) And when that happened, he'd go across the street with binoculars and sit there and watch. And uh, he was losing a ton of uh, Polaroid film, and so he put it under the register because Polaroid film was very expensive and, you know, pretty easy to sell. And um, he sat there and watched, and he finally figured out that when the person came to empty the trash can, when they'd reach down to get the trash can, they'd throw in a couple packs of that film which was probably you know like 10 12 bucks back then which is a lot and uh he he caught him and got him had him arrested so he uh it, it it's funny how you have to become a little bit of everything on this and and the other thing that i've seen just from the years that i've been doing this and managing people is it's never the people you think most of the time it's like i had no idea that that was going to be not a problem. expecting that one yep so hmm. um not to rob your show, but we're talking about the the neg, you know, the the fun stuff with that. But but Dave and and Don, in your history with uh, all these places, what was the? Did you have an item that was uh, a, a store or a, an item that went on sale that made a, a difficult for your mall or your area to run because there were so many people in line? There was such a fever over it. Oh yeah, well, I remember. Uh, uh, you know, I was, I was with GGP at the time. I think it was um, uh, there was a mall in my region that uh, we had gotten one of like each mall had gotten like two Wii's. You know, the Nintendo Wii's on like the day, like the year that they came out. So they're sold out everywhere, and we had two. And our marketing team, being the geniuses that we were, uh, were like, well, we'll we'll stuff a thousand bags with stuff, and then one of those bags will have the winning Wii ticket in it, and some will have some gift cards and stuff. Anyway, I remember the security report that came out after Black Friday, and it was a midnight release, and they lost the entire front doors of their mall, 
were ripped off by the crowd to get in because you know what else closed at midnight? The bars across the street. <laughs> so you had all, <laughs> so you had all the bar the bar hoppers would come over. They're obviously made it over walking across the parking lot. And then you had all the other people and they were rushing these thousand bags because we were geniuses and this was going to get people to the mall. And it was it was an absolute error. But that was one where it wasn't really for sale, but I think the first two hours of that night was uh, fairly well ruined. <laughs> well, we had talked about it before, but uh, I was in Utah during the Olympics and, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, when they released those Beanie Babies, the Olympic ones. <laughs> Beanie Baby Olympics. Oh, oh man. man. It's just unbelievable what people would do for those. It was it was unbelievable. The, the lines, they were waiting outside. And, and who can remember when, uh, or who can forget, when all of a sudden shoes were no longer 50 bucks a pair for a good pair of sneakers to now we're only going to have eight of them. And we have people lining up wanting to spend the yeah. night. We're trying to do raff, not raffles, uh, uh, we're giving tickets out, you know, to, to where you are in line. And I mean, it, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting. I used to love the phone calls I get from people saying they're wanting me to open at midnight, so you know we can't release this new game till midnight. They want me to open at midnight, and I my first question to them would always be. Do you want to open at midnight? They said no. They'll sell it. You know, we I'll sell it at six a.m. I'll sell it at eight. Yeah, they're going to be sold out by nine anyway. It doesn't really make sense to have to come back. And so sometimes we'd give permission. Sometimes we wouldn't. You know, sometimes we, you know, they'd have to pay for security and stuff to come. But it was so funny. I never met a store store manager who said, "Yeah, we think it's a great idea to open at midnight. Yeah. So we can sell those twelve units, and then you know we can go back to bed at one. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or they can, they can just sleep till." They can sleep till six and go stand at the mall at seven. We'll open at eight. But uh, it, it, it's funny how that that thought process is on that, isn't it? How about you? Well, for you- me, uh, it was uh, I was with Dave at the time and my previous world, and um, the music artist uh, Selena. Oh yeah. And her family had done a release of cosmetics by a company that we won't name. And. Uh, I remember getting the literature on it and saying, you know, okay, it's going to be okay. Uh, and then I had to call up Dave and go, Hey man, I'm really sorry. I've got to figure out uh, a way to handle this because I'm getting X amount of pieces and they get to buy X amount of pieces. And I have to have a ribbon, uh, counting, you know, uh, system to keep these people in line. And the line went from my door out his door out into the parking lot and down the walkway. (laughs) And, uh, the the ambiance that I walked into that day uh, with we had the line all set up and everything, but I, it was it was amazing the music and people are playing music and singing her songs and they're dressed like her and it went on forever and then you had every, yeah the other people that were there just to buy collect and sell and you had to tell them about a certain number and they can only have a certain number and I'm on a megaphone and I was getting called all sorts of wonderful things. Um, and they didn't know I could speak Spanish, and I answered them, and they stopped. Uh, and uh, so that's always that's always I, uh, them. El gringo, eh? Si yo hablo español, un momento. And uh, and so I mean, but that day I, goes down in infamy. I think we generated in this single day a volume of sales was something you will we'll never do. And we, as a, that company, had set up in a football stadium and down in South Texas in her area. A ringing format to ring for that one day and they generated wow. an astronomical amount of money but they they went into a football stadium to sell this stuff 
Wow. Wow. And I mean, you know, just to see the hype, what yeah. retail can create, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I can remember standing and, and pulling every trick I could and calling everyone I know to get the, uh, oh, what was the real uh, Cabbage Patch Dolls. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, what, how did that happen? And and yet I was caught up in it. I had to get one for my daughter. And so, uh, you know, I was. I'm going to ask her where hers is now. I mean, it's probably <laughs> yes, collectible. You yeah. Do. Yeah. 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 I guarantee you she doesn't know. So actually, it was the other daughter. It was my oh. favorite daughter. Oh, it's the favorite daughter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That, that daughter hadn't come along oh, okay. yet. Oh, okay. So, you only had one. Oh, yeah. only one. <laughs> that, that was. See, you know, we, did we ever tell you why we had two children? No. The first one was perfect. And we kept telling people, I mean, She's perfect, and you know we don't need any more children. They kept saying, "Are you going to have any more children?" I said, "No, we got the perfect one." And then after a while, we got tired of people asking that, so we had a second one to show that it wasn't a fluke. <laughs> and I'm just going to leave it there now. But you know, sometimes with the way children are, if the second one had been first, there might not have been a second, or <laughs> might vice versa. I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah, not saying anything about her, and she's in the industry now, and I, I, yeah. I do like embarrassing her publicly whenever I can, but. Yeah. Uh, we did it just to prove uh, yeah. that we I talk about that a lot with Dave uh, yeah, about yeah. the yeah. difference in children. And yeah. I have a massive difference in children, I can tell you right now. Yes. Yeah. When we yeah. dropped our oldest daughter off at daycare for the first time, you know, I was I was teared up. I went and talked to the teacher and explained that this was the chosen one. This is the special child. <laughs> and, you know, just make sure you treat her as such. And then when we went back to pick her up, uh, I said, how'd it go? And they said, it was good. And I said, how was she? And said, oh, she's great. She's, she's normal. And I'm thinking, did you not hear what I said earlier? She is not normal. She is the one, you know. And I, <laughs> I felt, the, felt the hair in the back of my neck stand up. I wanted to shake the woman and said, pay attention to what I'm telling you here now. And, you know, as it turns out, she's normal. Uh, you know, it was not. Uh, Who knew average was actually common? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's, hmm, I wonder what average means. I'll look that up yeah, after yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so, well, so theft obviously plays a role in it, but uh, and I like the customer service ones from uh, from our last discussion. Those are pretty awesome. Did you ever? Oh, oh, do you remember the day? This was actually more recent. In fact, you can YouTube this if you ever want to, because I think the line at Mall of America was astounding. But do you remember Build a Bears? Oh. Pay your yeah. age. That oh. was. I mean, like. <laughs> Wow. I yeah. I mean yeah. I woke up not realizing that that was going to be a special day. Mm-hmm. Like I I woke yeah. up thinking this is going to be normal. I can't wait to get to work and I got to work and I had people coming up going did you did you hear about Build a Bear sale? I'm going. I, yeah, whatever. Build a Bear has a sale. Who cares? Like Build a Bear has a sale all the time. I don't care about it. I've got I've got a beautiful bear that my uh, my one of my teams made me that that is Mr. Moss or Mr. Dave there. You know, and it's got glasses and everything. But uh, but I'm like yeah 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 whatever. And they're like no, it's pay your age, pay your age. And my mall, I had I had a line going from my Build a Bear across the hall, around the upper level railing, around another upper level railing, down the main hallway, into the food court, around two platforms in the food court, and then go back towards the store. And that's before they realized that they should just be giving out tickets and that just the sheer uh, time frame to create your bear was never going to work. And, you know, like, it's like, well, if everyone takes an average of 15 minutes... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At times six, times times twelve hundred, you know, and I think the footage on on uh, the Mall of America, I think it went through the whole Nickelodeon Center at, at Mall where it went all the way down forever. It was it was crazy. Did did you uh did you get a chance to experience that one, Dave? 
David? No, I was fortunate that uh, at that time I had two wonderful outdoor centers that did not have that. Oh, and I just oh, rode yeah. my golf cart and waved at you all. <laughs> That's right. That's I, right. I, I tell you, I can remember talking to some of the employees who worked at Build-A-Bear during that. <laughs> and uh, as you can imagine, they were taking a lot of guff. And, uh, yeah. you know, they went to work that day just thinking, we'll be busy but no one had really thought this all the way through and uh, there were a lot of people that uh, had very very long days uh, yeah. in that it was uh, well and you think about it, right like a family you know going in to buy a whole family of teddy bears i mean like your kids one four six eight you're like i'm getting out of here for 20 cents this is gonna be amazing <laughs> like like you know and but they uh i i will say this it was a very Though the center struggled to operate while we got all the line under control and get everything, it still generated a lot of pretzel sales for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, but it did generate a lot of word of mouth and a lot of buzz for that retailer that I thought really created a second resurgence for it in kind of a "oops, we did that" moment because I don't think they realized how much it would be. Well, impactful. all all news or all advertising is good. And, and Never waste a good crisis, as my dad says. Uh, <laughs> I have a Build-A-Bear too, and uh, my team gave me when I left the property, and it starts with, stop me if you've heard this one before, oh. because I tell so many stories, I forget who I've told them to, and that's the very first thing that Build-A-Bear says when, when, when we do that. That's awesome. So, uh, that's yeah, awesome. They know that's, me well. That's a, that's a good thought, David. Uh, what, what was the big big one there? And, and I remember that Celine release, man, that was that was crazy. That was that was. You know what? You know what? The only the only one that was perhaps less crazy, but same volume for me was uh, we had um, like the sixth book of Harry Potter get released. You know, like when yeah. the release parties. And this is back when uh, before Barnes and Noble and Borders had bought up all. And so I think I had a Walden Books. And you know, if you remember the the great the, the two the two smaller retailers, right? But Walden Books and my manager was great. And I had a small market mall, right? So it's 100,000 people or whatever, and it's 600,000 square foot mall. And I swear the line for that went from my Walden Books around the entire perimeter of my center. So it was like if you were doing a mall walk and a shuffle to get in there and get the sixth book. And I think they sold, it must have been 1,000 books or 1,100 books on the opening night because they could release it at midnight. But I've never seen such humor because we set up a stage and they had a local, uh, you know, uh, impromptu acting group come in and they did all Harry Potter themed comedy sketches and jokes that only if you'd read the book you would get, like nuanced things about, you know, Hagrid or Hermione or whatever, you know. And And if you didn't know it, like I hadn't even read the books yet. I think I was I was in book one or something trying to catch up and it was like everyone's laughing i'm going yeah hey, i don't i don't have any idea what you're laughing about but you know, but we but my marketing manager had bought uh from like spirit halloween i don't think spirit halloween was even that big probably just whatever the hobby store was those uh battery powered candles and like we spent six hours hanging them up so they floated above like the play area and i was like i don't even understand this until the movie finally came out and then i was like oh now i get it so <laughs> it was a crazy 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 kind of event that that sometimes retail can really drive just really fun and you get that sense of community um where it's just beyond what you originally had imagined you know kind of kind of bringing together to have that experience David, were there any favorite stories about cities and where you were at and working with Dillard's or charities that you worked with or anything? Well, I'm sorry, were Dillard's what? Where, where, where uh, 
any charity stories or any working with cities yeah. or any issues that you can uh, charity stories is a, is a big one for me um i was the united way representative for dillard's uh here in the valley of the sun and did a lot of uh work with them but um the one that always it, it was always amazing was here we are and we're in this industry where we're taking in hundreds and hundreds of people working for us all the time. And it became more relative and more understanding to me that here I am asking all these people for money for a charity. And I finally asked in the crowd who here in the crowd has actually had to call United Way for help and hands popped up. And I've, and it was one of those epiphanies where I'm like, wait, all this stuff I'm trying to do is people right within my store. And uh, I mean, just time after time from homelessness within the, your store to um, child needs to domestic need, domestic abuse you know, situations. And I mean, I, I seen them all in the store, but so I tweaked the United way to help within the, within the store as much as I could. And I was a huge advocate to, that number two one one to get people help and uh it was became part of my badge of of courage to ensure that that people understood what they what was out there for them and if they didn't have it and if you had it all then what you can do to help the people that are working around you but i mean i i found people sleeping in my store yep wow i, I you know all sorts of crazy stuff uh that it's, it's all around you so in charity wise uh, I, I i love uh doing all i can to help but just stop and take a look right next door sometimes, you know? Yeah, so, sometimes it's the neighborly thing more than anything else. You know, speaking of uh, neighborly things, you know, uh, in kind of the opposite of neighborly, uh, we've had kind of the, the resurgence of Karens, uh, in the, you know, or or those who have ruined the name that shall be forever known as Karen. Uh, you know, hopefully all the Karens can become Prince or something, you know, get get a little more of a symbol or something. But, uh, um, but uh, I was wondering... You know, since you've got both sides of the coin here with uh, with with department store and 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 as a GM, what what would you say you know has been your interaction with perhaps the uh, the predecessors of Karens, the 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 intro group? Well, I mean, I I think that whole phenomenon became so relative because of the phone with the camera on it. But I've been dealing with that exact phenomenon my whole career. <laughs> To, to the level that we had that name, that mantra, years and years ago. But it was this, <laughs> it was the, I want to speak to your manager with a very specific haircut. And gosh darn it, if it didn't, it didn't actually look just the same time. You walk up and you would, you would be at your desk or doing something and you would get the call from your, one of your staff members and says, uh, a, she needs, a, a customer needs to speak to you. And you'd be like, you could just tell by their tone, here you go. You're, and you would have to, try to muster up and and cover up the fact that you just don't want to you just go ballistic you can't you know you've got the rules and i was so good at trying to get up at them but some of the things you would hear was i mean it just phenomenal the the the, the audacity of people uh and and here, here's a crazy like and a good example of come on really do you think this is okay so a woman comes up to our customer service area. I can hear the banter through the doors going back and forth. And I'm like, this is not going well. 
And I get the call from like David. I need to, I need you to come to customer service. And I'm like, can you give me that? What's going on? And she's like, she's trying to do some returns on some old stuff. I'm like, old stuff. Okay. So the 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 return policy that I dealt with was 30 day new and unused, and it was pretty tight. It was one of the more uh, stringent ones, but we had some leeway. Now, mind you, I'd been with us for about 14 years at that time, so I could see, I could look at a ticket. If it had been marked in, I can tell you what store it came from, what week it was marked down, and what year it was marked down. Just from the ticket. So I can tell you all these things. Oh, that's What's cool. That? Just from the ticket, you can tell that. Yeah, on the markdown okay. ticket in that world, I can tell you a lot of stuff. So cool. when someone would say, I bought this at blank, and this time, this time, I'd be like, well, let me give you a little little, little history lesson here. And I'd flip the <laughs> ticket around, and I'd show them. <laughs> and so this woman pulls out this like a garment bag, like you would go on a vacation with and unzips it and pulls out all these gowns and they're worth quite a bit of money and shoes and boxes and stacks them all up there. And I'm like, and I look at it right away and I go, there's something, I, this is old. And I go, ma'am, where did you get these goods? She goes, oh, my mother just died. I went through her closet and I found all these things with tickets on it. So I don't return it all. I'm okay. sorry, I'm going to hear about okay. your death. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry about your loss, but let me just take a look at this. And I said, okay. And this woman here, she doesn't want to listen. She doesn't want to help. She doesn't care. I'm like, right, she's following the policy. Can I take a look at these things? And so I flipped the ticket around and I sure and I said, okay, 10 years ago when your mother bought this. <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> 10 years. And here's one from 12 years ago. Here's one from 11 years ago. Ma'am, they're not relative anymore. They're, these garments are, you know, I can't return them all. I mean, she, this happened a lot. And people just would ask and ask and ask and say the most horrendous lies and just anything to make a return. <laughs> and and then people wonder why why are you so difficult on returns? It's because it's like a, a battered syndrome. You're so used to just being pummeled <laughs> with information. You're like, I'm nope. And I, you know, I I've said no a lot, but after a while, you just finally like you're gonna call my boss, whatever. You know, I'll take it back. Wow, but I've had. I've had 10-year-old items being tried to be returned or the wedding dress or the prom dress that was worn. And they're like, no, it wasn't. And I could turn the prom, prom dress inside out and there'd be an outline of lipstick or something like because with their face pressed against it when they're trying oh, to put it on. Yeah. I'd be like, well, someone wore it and she wore this <laughs> lipstick. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, I just seen what I can see here, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. I 10 12 years. That's so, crazy. Yeah, that, that's that's got to be a record there, I would think. Uh but uh I I bought a washer and dryer one time from Lowe's and uh, they were supposed to deliver it on a certain day and they were supposed to, you know, set it up, show us how to use it, return or take the old one out and dispose of it and um after after this delivery, I was in the low store, and I asked to speak to the manager, and they said, what about? And I said, a washer and dryer delivery. And, you know, there's sort of the – you could see the the eyes roll back in the head, and, and they called <laughs> the poor sucker that was going to have to come up and face me. So he walked up, and I shook his hand, and I said, I'd like to complain about my washer and dryer delivery. And I said, and what happened? I said, nothing. It was there when it was supposed to be. They were very professional. They set it up. They took out the old one. I was hoping something was going to be wrong so I could get a discount. But instead, I'm going to have to leave it as it is and pay the full price for what I paid for it. And he started calling other people around then to come up and, and listen listen to what this guy's saying here now. He just knew it was going to be a bad one. I, I, I traveled a lot, and sometimes when I'd go past the, the lost baggage, 
you know, where they have the poor person that's that. I mean, because they're always happy when they go into Las Vegas. <laughs> and I'd pop my head in and said, hey, just want you to know, I got my bag. Thank you. And walk on, and they're looking like, really? He stopped to say thank you for my bag being there? But, you know. But just to mess with it, because. Thank you is, you, yeah, thank you yeah. is an awesome two-word <laughs> yeah. bubble, so, you know. Thank you. Uh, I bet your boss just loved getting those calls, too, then afterwards. that would Well, be- you know, the goal is never, and my goal today is if, if it gets past me, then I failed. So you would be able to Geiger, you know, at a certain point. And if you really had something to, to hold against, you would you would go there. And if you didn't, then you would immediately shift left and call your boss. Hey, okay, here's, here's the details. Here's what I said. And he's like, well, thanks for the heads up. Uh, I'll back you up. Or... It would get past me, and they'd go up there, and they'd be like, "Why did why did this get to me?" And you were like, uh, I, "Sorry, you know." Yeah, but it happens. It happens. <laughs> uh, when you were talking earlier about uh, theft and so, you know, some people actually hiring on just to be part of of being able to acquire without paying for. Uh, I remember yeah. once I had a center that had four rent-to-own stores in it. That goes a long, long time ago, back when. And the only reason we had four is we wouldn't let the other two in because we could have. <laughs> it was the right market. You, you could have gotten six of them, and they all would have been successful. And huh? uh, the guy was telling me one day. He said, "I have to get four of everything: uh, one to put on my floor, one, t- one to uh, deliver to the house, one for customer to steal." And one for my employee to steal. So every time I got, well, that says something about it. Rent to own, rent to take, rent to steal. Well, he installed cameras in the back of, uh, this was a long time. I mean, this was early on in my career. He installed cameras without telling anyone. And uh, it was pretty easy to find out who was taking what. You know, if if they went to put one microwave on the truck, they just took two. You know, and then they would drop it somewhere else. Yeah, then then it's easy to just drop it by your car on your way out. mm -hmm. Totally fine. No big deal. Yep. Oh, that's interesting, huh? Well, so so Karen's Karen's, you got the experience, and uh, I think I mean we've all had customers that are that are that are I think crazy like that, or either either you know condescending or or trying to take advantage of something, or or even the ones that are just truly confused too. I mean, like you know, you you get them coming up, and and uh, you know, and and they'll swear that you know, like I remember I had a, a mall that had a McDonald's in it. And uh, you know McDonald's had changed their their philosophy, right? The McDonald's McDonald's about I don't know fifteen years ago, whatever it's been now, changed their philosophy on food courts, where they kind of put a threshold in and said anything below this sales threshold, we're going to close them, even if they do well, even if they're successful, even if they look good, we're closing them when the lease is up. And they had kind of changed their philosophy. And I remember, you know, the mall I had had one, and uh, and it had closed down because it was below the threshold, not by much, but enough that it was like. You know, the corporate real estate's like, this is the threshold. This is what we're doing. It's closing. You know, sorry. Here you go. And I had really hoped that one had kept open because the the local franchisee had had access to World Cup tickets. And I was like, I just need <laughs> another two years. I was like, come on. I'm, I mean, I want to go see USA play Brazil. This is going to be amazing. You know, like, go see Germany. But no, no, I, I didn't. I missed out on that opportunity. Um, but, uh, but, but they closed it. And then I somebody had come in. It had to have been like three years later. And they're arguing with me about how good of a mall manager I am about because they're like, McDonald's was just here. I just shopped it. You are ruining this food court by not offering French fries and hamburgers and kids' meals. I can't believe how bad of a manager you are. And you you kicked out McDonald's because they were just here. And I was like, man, I swear 
they closed three years ago. Like, like you're not my shopper, <laughs> you know. So, you know but, but you know, so it's it's just kind of you know. Sometimes it's just confusion, and sometimes it's just I thought I'd been here more often, but I didn't notice the McDonald's hadn't been here for three years. If I, even if I had returned, I remember one year at Christmas we were working guest services, and the security manager there was with me, and someone came up and said, uh, "I can't find your AT and T store," and we'd had one about two years earlier, and they'd left, and and he said. Uh, well, you know, they haven't been here for about two years. She said, oh, no. She said, I, I shopped it before. Yep. And he reached over and shook her hand and said, welcome back to the mall. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> in two years, things change around here. It's just, it's sort of how that, uh, that, that guy had an incredibly uh, uh, quick wit. And, and Dave, it's something I want to talk to you about, bad checks and maybe counterfeit money if you want to start thinking about Ooh. stories. But when the new 20s came out, we had someone from the Secret Service come out. We had a merchant meeting. And they explained the new twenties, and and I mean now no one knows that that yeah, no one knows there even is a new twenty. Yeah, but you know they were they were blue if, or green if you turned them one way, black if you turned them another, and you know they were talking about all the engraving and the yeah. strip inside it, and you know there was it was it was a big change in money, and so we opened it up to questions, and uh, one of the one of the uh, tenants asked the or, or asked the secret secret service guy said we heard that. Uh, the government has a device that they can shine at the outside of your house, and because of that strip, they can tell how much money you have in your house. <laughs> and, and the, yeah, just think about that. And this is before the internet, so this was something that was floating around somewhere other than the internet. And so he said, I can assure you, he said, there is no way anyone can look outside your house and tell how much money you have. And my security guard raised his hand and said, I beg to get different. My ex wife's been doing it for years. So there might be something out there that, that, that the Secret Service wasn't aware of. I'm not sure how, I'm not sure how that works. So, uh, any, any good? I, I'm thinking of a couple stories where we had stores that were robbed and, and how they went about you know cr- uh, creating the distraction to be able to get money and uh, you know they, they'd hit safe rooms and stuff but any good stories that you can tell um dollar bill wise i mean i remember uh remember the pins that used to mark on there yeah, yeah. Uh, you know you know that was helpful and stuff but when the uh, when they updated the bills i think everything phased away but the check portion in the past was horrific yeah uh we would go through a whole bunch of different formats and and uh they would go through that company or one of three companies that they would call and it would verify the check that i think became one of the worst scenarios because those companies didn't keep up to date they had a cycle that they went through before your stuff was eliminated and we dealt with a lot of upset people because they're checked but you know that to you young folks listening out there today a check is this piece of paper with <laughs> all your banking information that anyone anybody could see and write down and they would have access to it and you would hand it to them it was crazy if you think about it now i mean literally a piece of paper with your life on it and you're it's like handing it away I was I was transferred one time to a new town, and uh, for those of you who have never moved before, when you move, they won't take aerosol cans and stuff in a in a truck and stuff. So, when you got to the new town, the first thing you had to do was make a run somewhere and buy all the stuff that you had to leave back at the old place uh, to to get. And it was uh, tell you how long ago it was. It was a Kmart. And I had just opened a new checking account, so I think it was check 102 because 101 was probably used for my rent. And so right. I get in there and I have my whole load of stuff and uh, they uh, look at my drivers. They, I had gotten a new driver's license. I don't know how I got it before I got there that early, but uh, 
uh, the uh, next thing I hear is them calling for a manager over, and uh, they won't take my check because I have a bad check. And uh, I said, no. I said, I just opened this account I have. And they took me over to the side, and they, they grilled me some, and then they let me call. I don't remember what service it was. As it turned out, they had reissued a driver's license number, and that was my driver's license number, and that person did have bad checks. So, oh. uh, yeah, not, not, a good, wow. not a good thing. So wow. I, I know there's plenty of ways for people to steal and, and, and get money now without checks. But, oh, that, I thought I hit a, a all-time low in my life when Kmart wouldn't take my check. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like I have failed as a human being. <laughs> so that's, that's not usually Well, I, I, you know, people get smarter and smarter and find different ways to do it. So the last thing I dealt with was uh, credit card skimming. Oh, and uh, they had handheld devices at this time working off Wi-Fi that they would scan your card at the register and then put it down next to them while they're working and scan it through a reader right there at the register. Oh, wow. Kind of, um, but an internal yeah. way, an internal way. And uh, it was I remember getting involved with that because the FBI came into my store and, and and asked and said, I need to speak to you right now. I'm like, oh, gosh, yes, you do. Yes, sir. Let me get <laughs> get a chair for you. By all means, and sit here. I'd would you like a, a coffee? A gentleman <laughs> that uh, he would just moved into town, great salesman, had a great history. We did all the background stuff, all that stuff, but it was all information that was n- not real. It wasn't all created. Really the person. Mm-hmm. They showed me a picture of the guy, and I go, hey, he's on my shoe floor right now. He's mm-hmm. like, okay. Um we're going to uh, we're going to arrest him here. Um, do you have a back door to the, the the shoe department that you know we can have him go out that way so we don't make a big ruckus? I'm like, no, 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 no. Walk him through. I want handcuffs <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, I want parade him through cosmetics. Through. Parade him all the way around. We using the PA <laughs> while you're walking him through. So it's like, yeah. yeah, and uh, they I let him in the back door, so they came in through the the stock room came out to the thing and went on each side of him and one came in front of him and they said, and they said his real name and he looked up and he was just like, Oh, darn. Uh, <laughs> that's not what he said. Yeah. But, uh, and he tried to go backwards and there's another gentleman there and they arrested him and he had been doing this and within a, a month and three different jobs within the area and, and skimming credit cards. And then he would sell the numbers, right. And create credit cards. It was, unbelievable how quickly technology is out there right now and how quickly uh, we all need to be aware and teach our, our tenants to be aware uh, of, of the technologies with chip, you know, uh, readers now too, with your tap and, and pay, there's different things with that too. So making sure everyone's completely aware. Bitcoin, we had a Bitcoin situation at one of my centers recently uh, we had a Bitcoin machine and the Bitcoin machine had a problem and it created a problem for a large group of people. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, so technology is fantastic. I love it. I, it's all around me as I sit in this one room I'm in right now, but it can also create massive problems for you as, as a, as a tenant and, and, and as a general manager too. Yeah, totally. You know, uh, uh as, as we wrap up this, podcast you know it, it, it it's it's so great hearing these stories and you know you know what's funny is a lot of times I think retail and I've said this before is sort of thought as the bottom rung it's first jobs and stuff but there are so many things retail goes so deep 
and from property management to the stores and we've talked about some stores not doing it right but obviously more do it right than wrong and the effect that we have in our communities you know we all work for the same well some of us worked for the company that you want to be the social heart and economic engine of the community and those were words that when they talked about them it just made me feel good because that's what I wanted to be and you know malls and and stores the effect that you have on your community is incredible and it's been a, uh, an exciting career, uh, you know, where everybody wants to work from home. This is one where you can't work from home. This is one where yeah. you've got to be there with the people. You've got to be able to, to interact with them. You want to hear You want to hear what the people have to say. You want to see what they're doing. And, uh, you know, it's an exciting career. So if you're looking for a job now, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we'll give you the HR number. His name is Mark if you want to. But, uh, you know, no, it's, uh, it, it's, it's not top of mind for a lot of people. But I tell you what, there's never a dull moment. No two days are the same. Yeah, and no. uh, it's it. It was a great career for me, and and uh, I'm excited to see the caliber of people that are still working in it. Well, David, thank you very much for joining us uh, again today as a as a second round to your your uh, guest speaking uh, montage. And uh, you know what, um, we haven't even crested into your good mall stories yet. So I think you know at some point here we'll probably have to have you back if you're if you're willing and able. Yep. Well, I just want to say thanks again, guys, and uh, I want to thank my mentor for allowing me to move into this new career. Uh, mm. He's been a big part of my my path, and Dave uh, is a great partner and uh, makes this a lot of fun. And Don, I appreciate uh, time with you. Now it's time for us to physically get together and uh, having a beverage and discuss uh, other things. <laughs> Very good. I look forward <laughs> good. to it. Well, we'll Thank look you, forward to, uh, to catching up with you again soon. And uh, for all those listening out there, remember, we'd love to hear from your story. So hit us up on LinkedIn or um, keep, keep tabs on some things. We're going to try and work on some other ways to get some communication to us. But uh, we've been very pleased with uh, what we've heard so far, and it's been fun to share these experiences, and we look forward to next time. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>